Today, we're going to be highlighting the best podcasters in the industry. We're now at over 200 episodes of the podcast here. And to celebrate, I'm just highlighting a few of the top moments from the podcast. So today, we're going to be talking with Pat Flynn, Adam Adams, Alex Sanfilippo, Jeremy Slate, and Cliff Ravenscraft. So first up, if you're new here, make sure that you smash the subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, kill the like button. Just destroy it. Just smash it into smithereens. And after you've done that, sit back, relax, and get ready to listen to some of the best in the industry. So first on the show, we've got Pat Flynn. Love what Pat does. He's the host of Smart Passive Income, one of the biggest podcasters on the planet. And today, he's just going to be opening up about how impactful his podcast has been with building his community. And as we move into the next era of the internet and the current era of the internet, I really believe that your community is going to matter so much more than anything else. It's just such a powerful tool. So without further ado, here's Pat Flynn to explain why podcasting is important for your community. What role does podcasting play in that relationship development stage? of your career now? It's huge. It's absolutely huge. My history with podcasting was very interesting. I started my show in July of 2010 and I only had time for one episode every other week. So a bi-weekly show. And I was blogging three times a week. That was my bread and butter blogging. And I went to a conference a couple months after the podcast was launched. And at this conference, I found a number of people who knew who I was and I started chatting with them and all of them could not stop talking about the podcast. <laughs> the stories I was telling in my podcast and the things that they learned on the podcast. And I was like, well, what about the blog? I'm spending way more, more time there. I'm, I'm blogging three times a week. Like, is that cool? And they're like, yeah, but I mean, the podcast was really great. And when I think about it, I'm like, you know, every time I get a, a fan, a piece of fan mail, it's always from a podcast listener. Every time I hear somebody say, you know, I've been able to impact their lives. It's been because of, in fact, single episodes of the podcast that they've listened to. Not the blog post that's top five ways to get more traffic from Facebook, but the story I told in these podcasts. And because podcasts are very intimate, it's the best way to scale intimacy. Yes, as a creator, it's one to many, but to the listener, it's a one on one. Right. You consider that as the creator and you start using words like you, because you listening to this or watching this right now and feel a little bit more connected to the people or the person that is hosting that show. And of course, if you can then combine that intimacy with helping and providing value and also speaking the same language that that person can really resonate with, then that's when a person goes, Oh my God, this is the person that I need to be following. This is the program that I want to get in. This is who I think all my friends should know about. That's where word of mouth really comes into play. It's everything to me without my podcast. I would definitely not be where I'm at today. And I, this is why I'm so adamant about teaching other people how to podcast. Cause it's definitely, even though numbers wise, it's still very early in, 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 in the days of podcasting. There just crossed 1 million overall podcasts in April of 2020. Compare that to 500 million active blogs or 43 million active YouTube channels. We are still in the early days. And so it's those who are getting on now who are developing those relationships, who, ha who have people's attention for much longer than a video or a blog post. Those are the ones who are going to win because those people become super fans who, who will follow you and support you no matter what happens with technology later, this is what we're building is, is, is what I like to call build business insurance is those relationships that you build. I'll tell you what, these tips from Pat have been incredibly important to me on my journey. 
And I hope they're important to you. Start building community now. And listen, if you want your podcast to work for your community, I'm going to put a link below so that you can join the podcast savant community. It's just a group of great people just like you who are looking to leverage a podcast to achieve goals. Now it's very inexpensive to get started and you're going to be glad you did make your podcast work for you. Okay. Next up on the show, we've got Adam Adams and Adam, a really good program called podcast for podcasters. He's got a podcast production agency. I don't know how many team members he's got now, like 50 or something, hugely, hugely successful in this space. And in this clip, Adam is going to break down the checklist that you need to answer when you're launching a podcast. And even if you already have a podcast, you should probably be asking yourself these questions. So without further ado, let's hear from Adam Adams. What are things that I need to get in line as a business owner? so that I can have a show that's actually people are going to listen to. What can I do? You have to truly identify what is my goal with a podcast? Do you have a coaching program? Do you want to sell more real estate? Do you want people to work with you so that you can create their content for them in two hours a month? What's your goal? Once you figure that out, then you figure out now who do I truly need to connect with? What are they worried about? What are they thinking about? What keeps them up at night? If they went to a podcast, what would they search for? What would be the title that they looked for? Is that title already available or can I own it? Can I buy it? Can I start that URL? So check number three is to get all of your assets in place, the title, the URL, the podcast artwork, all of those things so that it attracts that avatar. And then step four is going to be a strong launch plan. I'm talking in the first few weeks of your launch and maybe even sustain it for eight weeks straight. You've got to be doing all the marketing you can. If you're working with a company like ours, we do a lot of marketing in the background as well. Whatever it is, you've got to be promoting it because here's the problem on, I think we're on step four. Here's the big problem. I believed that when I was going to start a podcast, and I don't know why I felt like this. It's almost laughable. I thought to myself, you know what Apple's going to do? This is what I think Apple's going to do. Apple's going to be like, holy cow, Adam Adams just started a podcast. Is this for real? Okay, everybody, get get your britches on. We've got to figure out how we're going to promote Adam because he actually has a brand new podcast. I know that Adam comes from a place of value. So we got to just blast this out. It didn't happen. I was sorely mistaken and disappointed because I learned that I had to be the one to market it. I had to hire people to help me market it. I had to do Facebook ads. I had to tell people about the show. And then step five may be also step zero. It's consistency. Step five is to keep going. And so if we could, if we could talk about that fifth step very briefly, before you even start a podcast, you've got to know that you are going to do it for at least three years. And when I'm talking at least three years, I'm not saying like, just stop at three years. I'm saying definitely don't stop before that. And maybe if you can focus on it for five, 10, 15, 20 years, it's going to do something incredible and sustainable for your business. So be thinking ahead of time. I've got to stay consistent. 
for at least the next three years. And one helpful tip that can make sure that you do that is recording more content than you need to produce. I was a little skeptical about Adam before I talked to him. And now every time he pops up in my feed, every time I speak with him, it's gas on the fire. He's an awesome dude. And frankly, his episode has been one of the most popular episodes of the podcast. So you might want to check it out. There is just so much wisdom in that episode. So next up on the program, we've got Alex Sanfilippo. He's the founder of Podmatch, which is a place where you can match up, swap cast, and find shows to go on as a guest or to bring guests onto your podcast. And Alex is another one of those guys that you definitely want to watch out for. Just a great dude and building a great community for podcasters. So on this clip, we're going to be talking about how you can be a guest on more shows. And let's be clear, being a guest on other podcasts is one of the best way for you to grow your show, to grow your audience. I get hit up dozens of times every single week with people that want to be on my podcast. And there's a reason for that. It's because it's really valuable. So in this clip, Alex is going to give you some tools so that you can actually get on more shows. Let's hear from Alex. What are some other ways that I can break through that gatekeeper and be on more podcasts? That's a goal of mine for this year. What are some other tips? Give me, give me, yeah, give me some quick wins, brother. I mean, I've got, I've got some stuff for you. First off, most people who send you those emails, the, the pitches are just so bad, right? Like, Horrible. Like you read it Horrible. and you're like, you're like, no, nobody that you ever know is a lot of my show now. Like, cause it's just so bad. But you know, I've I got a few things like the, the pitch is really important. Like the way you do outreach and I, the most common thing I hear in podcast guesting is man, I can't get any shows to have, have me on, on their show. And I always first off say, because I used to be like, okay, well, let's figure out if it's the right kind of show. No, the very first thing is, what does your pitch look like? Like, what does it even look like that you're sending somebody? And I'll tell you what, 90% of the time, or even higher than that, probably, when people send me the pitch, that is absolutely the problem. It's longer than any book of, it's longer than the Bible. It's like 4,000 pages. I'm like, no one wants to read this bio. Like, this is terrible. So I'll kind of give you my framework that's worked really well for me. Uh, I'm still consistently tweaking this, but this has helped me a lot. The first thing is to lead with value. Like the very first thing you have to do is lead with value. So if I'm going to reach out, I'm not going to be like, hey, my name's Alex Sanfilippo. I'm going to say, hey, Mark, really enjoyed your show. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to go beyond that and actually leave a review of it. I'm going to reference the episode I listened to. I'm going to leave a review on the show. And I'm actually going to send a screenshot with that, with that message I send out. The next thing I do is I leave, I make a meaningful request because so many people, they beat around the bush. Like they don't actually ask to be on the show. They just kind of like, oh, it'd be really cool to be on your show one day. Did I mention it'd be cool right. to be on your show? No, I straight up say, hey, I'd love to be on your show. But I go a step further than that. I look at the recent episodes of that show to see if they've covered topics that I think that I could cover or if there's gaps that I know that I could fill. The next thing to do is offer credibility. So if you know something like go to LinkedIn because or I mean anywhere at this point, if you go to any social platform, you can see who you have in common with those people. If you have a friend in common, like if, if I go to somebody, you know, Mark, and I want to be on their show and mention, oh, and just for credibility's sake, I'll literally say that I was just on Mark's show last week. It was a really good episode. Here's a link to it if it's out or it'll be out in a couple of weeks. Because now what that did to that person, they now know, oh, I, I, Mark is awesome. If Mark trusts Alex, then I can trust Alex. Like it builds that credibility instantly. And the next thing that I'll mention here is to mention that you'd share the episode. So yeah, I'd love to record if it mm. makes sense to you. I'd absolutely love to share the episode on my social and I'll send it out to my email list as well. I just think it'd be really valuable for everyone to hear. That's for a host. It's like, okay, this, this person's saying they will share, which is really hard to get people to do, right? They're upfront telling me they will share. And then the last thing, number five, the last thing I'll mention is to make it easy to say no. 
So now that you're actually getting on shows, let's make sure that your time is not wasted and you're really creating an impact on the people that are listening. Next on the program, we have Jeremy Slate. Jeremy is the founder of Command Your Brand and his expertise is landing people on shows and making sure that that impact is high. So on this clip, Jeremy is gonna be sharing some tips on how to make sure that your guest experience on someone's podcast really, really hits the mark. Jeremy, take it away. What are some best practices? What are some things that I can do to make sure that I actually achieve what I want to achieve? Well, I, I, the first thing that's really important, Mark, and as a host, you'll really appreciate this, is is showing up and first of all, knowing who you're talking to, right? You know, if I if I got on and called you Bob Savant, like that wouldn't be very cool. And you immediately no. piss the host. That you, you immediately anger the host, right? It's like, you don't have to know somebody's whole backstory and everything they do, but it's important to know who they are you know, what their realm of business is and just some of the people they talk to on their show. Like you don't have to like know everything they do, but just be aware of the space you're walking into. The second thing is finding out exactly, you know, what they want to talk about. Like, sure, there's a reason they were interested in you. But when you and I first got started here, um, I asked you like, hey, how can I serve your audience today? Right. Yep. Because it's important to make sure like, you know, what I want to talk about, and what you want to talk about, maybe two different things or they may be close enough that we can kind of make a marry but I need to know why you're having me here and why I can do the most value for you. Because then you're going to be more excited about the episode. You're going to be more interested in promoting it. You and I are going to have a better conversation. And you know what? I'll be able to talk about more of the things I want to talk about because we're on the same page and I'm here to help. So it's really important to show up that way. So that so those are the things that I find that 95% of people don't do. They're more interested in the other things of like, what do I talk about? How do I promote it? How do I do those things? But how you show up is vital to how this whole thing works because if you don't show up right none of it works so that's kind of part one part two is when you're talking about things you want to to answer questions and things like that through the through the method of story so you want to find a way to answer questions in the method of story because it helps people to buy into what you're doing and it's a it's a a pneumatic device like people remember things more because they're hearing the story with it it makes it more real to them so that's one of the like the second things that that you do. The, the other thing is as well is having one clear cut call to action. And that's vital because I find people are really, really confusing on like what to do at the end of an interview. They're like, I have this website. I have these 17 right. emails. Here's my grandmother's address. Like they give you every single thing you could never want to know about that person. So like what you really need to do is focus on the single place where, you know, somebody can go at the end of an interview. I just love what Jeremy brings to the table. Super smart, dude. However, not to be overdone by our next guest, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man himself. Cliff has actually personally launched and is responsible for 40 different podcasts. I'll tell you what, this dude knows what he's doing. In fact, in this clip, he's going to be talking about the power of mastermind. And he's going to explain what that means. But Cliff really credits a lot of his success to being in mastermind programs. So I want to share this clip with you because being a part of something bigger, coming into harmony with other people that are aligned with you and can help you is so powerful because we just can't always see our blind spots. And teaming up in a mastermind with people like Cliff or like myself is really going to boost your performance. Anyway, I digress. DJ, run the clip. Why did you feel inspired to create a podcast specifically about masterminds? 
because it is single hand the mastermind principle single handedly is responsible outside of my relationship with my creator and outside of my relationship with my wife. There has been nothing in my life that has been more, has contributed more to the success of everything I've ever attempted to do in my life than the mastermind principle and being involved in mastermind groups. Mastermind principle so being I, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with? The, the mastermind principle simply states, state the, states this, when two people come together in a spirit of perfect harmony, and they agree that they will meld their two minds together to figure out how to achieve any desired outcome. Those two people will accomplish more in one year than any either one of them individually could ever even imagine accomplishing in an entire lifetime on their own. So the fact is, is that you've got this person over here. I have my own education. I have my experiences in life. I have my areas of expertise. I have my skills, my talents, my abilities. I have my resources. I have my network and I have my influence. That's all limited. It doesn't matter how big any of that is. It's still limited to my experience. Yeah. It's limited to my influence. It's li but you bring over here Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. Pat Flynn has his education. He's reading books that I'm not reading. I'm reading books he's not reading. He's got his influence that he's got people in his audience that are not in my audience. I got people in my audience not in his audience. So I he's got his resources. He's got his skills, talents, and abilities. So Pat Flynn and I joined forces in October 2010, and we began a mastermind group alliance called the Green Room Mastermind. And as a result of that, Pat Flynn and I have just like, right. And we will both tell you, there are things we have done in our life. There's no way we would ever have been able to achieve what we are achieving today, what we are living today, had it not been for the conversations that have taken place in our weekly mastermind group meetings. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you're on the fence at how important being part of a community can be, I really want you to hit me up. Shoot me an evil contact at marksavantmedia.com. Please send me an email contact at marksavantmedia.com. I want to talk to you. I've got a lot of tools. I know a lot of people and I want to make sure that your journey is sound. So if you've got any questions, if you feel a little bit confused, if you're lacking clarity, if you're not sure what steps to take next, hit me up. Contact at marksavantmedia.com just for you because you stuck around to the end. I'm giving it out to you. Let's chat. Have a great day. Go take action. Catch you next time on the show.